cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Oh, am I so wait, am I introducing us today? Do you want it? <laughs> no, but I will. How did Red Hot go? <laughs> I thought we only did this for the bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Welcome to another week of Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, uh, Melia and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series, Battlestar Galactica. Um, and this week we are doing The Farm, yes. which is my Halloween nightmare, as we have just recently <laughs> celebrated Halloween. Um, so it's very timely, I And thought. what are we drinking? Because um, <laughs> that was a great call. Yes. So uh, we're drinking the Baked Goods beer, <laughs> which Ooh. I just thought was great, um, which is from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. You made me say that because you don't <laughs> 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 have a list. <laughs> um, Ipswich, M.A., which I think is Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> MA is the code for Massachusetts, right? We've if already not, had one beer. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if that's not right, please tell us. Sorry. Oh, oh. Um, it is delicious. It is delicious. It doesn't taste like baked goods, but it does taste kind of fruity. Yeah. It's I just, like it. Yeah, I just thought, and it's actually kind of spacey. I'm going to, I'll post a picture of the thing, but actually it looks like a very spacey kind of thing. Mm. So mm. it's working well. I also think it's important to note that this is the first time in the history of recording this podcast that I that I have drunk quicker than producer Tom. That's very impressive. Usually I am very far behind. So yep. it's very hot today. It is hot today. And I have just got back from the US, so I'm a little bit jet lagged. And um, yeah, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's a good time to be drinking beer well, I in mean, Australia. Especially like in light <laughs> of all the things that are going on for women right now, I think it's just very important that we drink. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's a good time to be drinking yeah. as much and as frequently as possible. Yeah. We don't condone alcoholism, just to be clear. Except when cascading amounts of celebrities that you respected um, start to get yeah. accused of sexual assault. It's like every day you're like, who's going to be destroyed yeah. today? What's going to happen today? <laughs> yes. Luckily, this is just a great episode to dissect yes, i think i think it was so. not great for women no um well, but it was i think starbuck got a bit of what for though that's good yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah what what did you think about this episode what i did loved you, it you loved but it you knew what I a would. surprise yeah well i was intrigued <laughs> i was intrigued no it was very good it was um i i love that kind of like anything to do with women and and all of this stuff so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean well, I when I knew it well. was one of the, like, no, I get you. Controversial like, is, like, my middle name, so. <laughs> I thought it was hot dog. <laughs> and hot do- That's my call sign. The different, the different. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, hot dog. Uh, controversial, controversial hot dog. It goes better when you put it that dog. way. <laughs> Lisa, controversial hot dog. Um, yeah. Episode name? It's too early to call that. <laughs> it's never too early. Well, it's funny because... It's like, that's a great segue to what I was going to say I liked about this episode because I've written, it's a big, meaty, intense episode. It is. There's so much in it. And like <laughs> The when hot dog thing just really... It's, per- it's a controversial <laughs> hot dog. The, it's, it's hilarious because um, uh, I was watching it and I just kept thinking, oh man, so much has happened. Like, this mm-hmm. is the end. And then something and then else this, happened. And yeah. then that. So and then things. bam, bam. Yeah. And that's when I think like Battlestar's at its best, mm. right? Like, it's intense and it's not a fun episode, mm. but it's one where you can see the creators wanting to explore and challenge ideas. And yeah. using science fiction as a medium to do that, Absolutely. which I think works really and well. And the dum dums are back, yes. which I looked up, and it's called a blipvert. A blipvert. Apparently, it comes from another TV show. 
that they oh. copied it off of. But I, I looked <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's back. I even sent a, so um, a message to you guys, I think, with the video. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that was like so long ago now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. like, yeah. When we do this now fortnightly, sometimes mm. it feels like it's been like, a long time but it does make it exciting yeah to see each other like absolutely oh, together again <laughs> reunited to yeah. talk about sad sad things ah. um nah good things this is a great episode and i thought katie Sackoff just knocked it out of the absolutely. park like she i think she's getting better every episode this season you know last season starbuck for me was a bit hit and miss mm. i think her acting i mean she's a when she started doing this show she was pretty green yeah and i think um like many things in second seasons of TV, you start to see both the writing and the actual the actors mm. getting more confident with, like, really pushing the character and and how they're communicating that character. And Absolutely. I think that she is just doing great this season. I also think having different characters to engage with, mm-hmm. not like just like Apollo, Anders. Oh, 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 yeah! She knocked this out of the park, the yeah. Grace Park, even. The Sorry, Grace had Park. To. <laughs> had to There's be a done. local park. I told you this, right? There's a local park to to in Hawthorne where I live, um, called Grace Park. <laughs> I did not know that, yeah. but we need to go there. We need to get a photo of it. We need it. to have a Battlestar Galactica podcast excursion. Yes. Or well, one Park. day we can do a live a live podcast <laughs> from Grace Park. That's just a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. There oh, will yeah. be children. But I think yeah, that we true. can definitely... And we can't drink in public, I think, can we? Well, we can sneaky beer there, <laughs> I think. Yeah, mm. true. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked this episode. Mm. I mean, I knew it was coming. I've watched it in the past. And the reason I knew that you would like this episode is because I was telling you off air it's one of the most written about yep. episodes in academia. And I love me an and academic television like show. <laughs> so uh, it was good. Great. My first comment is, frack yes, Starbuck and Anders. That yes. So yes. Good. Oh, yeah. So we should, I just want to say with the beat by beat. So this is the first episode of the entire series to take place mostly on Caprica, mm. not counting the miniseries. Mm. Um, and I think because of that, I decided to do the beat by beat just scene by scene because yeah. it was very intercut. It was very um, intercut, Like there were yeah. a few things where it was like, you know, a jump cut to something else mm-hmm. um, from Caprica to Galactica. So mm-hmm. I just felt like it would be easiest to go through to me. scene by scene. Cool. But yeah, you're absolutely right. We open on Caprica and Starbuck is sleeping with Anders already. I know. How long do you think it's been? Oh, wait, should we say who wrote this episode? Oh, yeah. Good call. It was written by Carla Robinson. Okay. And it was directed by Rod Hardy. And they've both previously worked on the show. Cool. Great. All right. Let's get into it. And back to it. (laughs) Yeah. I love how the show didn't bother to hold out for this. Like, they were like, yep, like, they've slept together. That happened. They just seem, like, close, though. Like, they haven't just slept together. Like, there's, like, lovey things happening. But you know what? I don't think there's been that long. Mm. I reckon it would be, like, a week tops. Which, I mean, is enough. I mean, I've had Mm. holiday romances that have lasted (laughs) less than that. Yeah. I felt felt the love. This is, like, the equivalent of, what, going on schoolies? Yeah. (laughs) Just in, like, the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're Um, like, things are tense. Yeah. And stuff happens. Well, you know what? I guess you wouldn't really want to waste any time because who knows mm-hmm. when you're going to die, mm-hmm. probably quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just really satisfying that the show let that happen yep. immediately. It didn't try and hold over. Like, it would have been easy to... I almost thought it yeah. wasn't real at the beginning. I was like, this is real soon. Like, I'm getting I was, rewarded. I was getting yeah. <laughs> straight away. Yeah, it's this. so rare. Like, it is rare. Like, not mm. just in this show, but I think in general, mm. you know, to set up a romantic plot and immediately pay it off. Mm. So I think it is. But then that's true of Starbucks' character, right? Like, she's the kind of character yeah. who would be fine just, like, you know, getting herself out there, sleeping with someone, and then thinking about what the, like, romantic or emotional side of that yeah. is. 
I love I love this woman. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she tries to do a runner while mm-hmm. he's sleeping. We've all love been it. there, girl. I get uh-huh. it. But of course, of course, he wakes up. Um, and he's like, hey, girl, stay with me. Help me on Caprica. And she's like, nah, let's send a rescue party back for you, bro. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's the so The dynamic great. of their relationship is amazing. They have great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Much better chemistry than old mate Apollo. I'm <sighs> sorry. I've always felt this way. This is like a... Um, I'm not putting too much onus on it like yeah. as like a relationships thing, but this is kind of like a... Um, Mr. Big or Aiden thing. Yeah, you yeah. You know, people in Station the City are always like, oh, you've one or the other. Like, I feel like most fans in the Battlestar universe, at least in these seasons, mm-hmm. are kind of like, you either like Apollo more or you like Anders more mm-hmm. as a scene partner. Wait, I who think... do you like, Mr. Big or Aiden? Aiden. Okay. Big's like a terrible person. It's true, he is a terrible He's person. He's a terrible person. I just think I didn't... Aiden's a fucker as well. They're both terrible. They but are Carrie's both. terrible. But Carrie's That's terrible. That's the main, the main I think thing, the main thing is I'm terrible. just not invested because I don't She's like terrible. Carrie. And so I feel like maybe in that way, Mr. Big <laughs> is like fine for me. Um, but I also like Aiden. I don't know. I don't think I ever really came down on one side on that because I just hate Carrie. <laughs> we'll have to do a spin-off episode about how we feel about the, the Sex and the, the City love interest. <laughs> And we just pretend the movies never happened. Yeah, and no. we will talk about... I mean, I always yeah. like Steve. Yeah, but Steve... I mean, like, Steve's Miranda. But Miranda's, Miranda's the best. Miranda's the, Miranda's best. the clear winner. Like, Obviously. anyone who's not the Miranda of their friend group is not someone I want to spend time with. <laughs> like, I know you are. I know I am. Like, I don't have time for the carriers and Charlottes of the world. Let's be real. You're, it's true. You're a Steve, producer Tom. You're definitely a Steve. Is he not? You're a Steve, for yeah. sure. I don't know what that means. It's a good thing. It's a compliment. Yeah. Steve's great. Steve's amazing. He's like, yeah. you know what? I don't mind like yeah. what power dynamic we have. I like what I do. Yeah. And I like I'm confident our, in myself. I'm confident in myself. Yeah. And I just want to fucking love you. Yeah. Love Steve. Okay. Love Steve. I'm glad we can All right. agree Well, I'm that. glad we had a long discussion about <laughs> love and just the city. sex and the city. I feel like some, some of our fans might even be too young to like, oh, but if they watch Battlestar. No, that's fair. I'm just trying to think of like How at what point we can't just reference Sex in the City and expect everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, Tom doesn't. Tom's like, I do not. <laughs> well, anyway, um, I'm Team Anders for Great. sure. Me too. And I think that when you think about it, like I rewatched that scene and I was like, wow, the dialogue is real hokey. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even care because I was like, they are selling it. Yeah. I'm buying what you, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting <laughs> down. down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I liked that scene. I like yeah. the dynamic. I want to see more of it, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the resistance. So there's like Hilo and Starbuck. They're with the resistance. They're looking to break into the Cylon outpost mm-hmm. so that they can um, get the ship and get off the planet. Um, but they're ambushed mm-hmm. um, and Starbuck's shot. This is weird for me. The crazy music and she's like looking around. And, and I'm it's like shaky. Were the I'm just, bullets yeah. drugged or something? Because I yeah. feel like I've seen her with yeah. injuries at least that bad. Maybe they were and that was the subtext. Yeah. All I wrote was this looks like it was created on iMovie in 2006. That's true. Because it was very shaky mm-hmm. and very like slow-mo-y and it was, it was just distracting, it frankly. It wasn't necessary. I didn't so like it. Like it took me really out of it. Like... It could have been done better. It could have been done mm. a lot better. But, um, but, you know, maybe maybe we can excuse some of it by being like the bullet was drugged and that's why they shot her first uh, that and that's was why what she was I, taken. I just made that up in my head. Like, that was me just feeling that I like that the in. justifying. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this doesn't make sense because she would keep going. That injury is, yeah. like, a bad injury, but, like, it's Starbuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. she would totally be going totally. past that. She, like, flew a raptor off a planet. Absolutely. Like, she's... 
like had some shit to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it must have been drugged. Yeah. Um, after the opening credits and the dung dung dung. Oh my god, so <laughs> your exciting! Fight, your fight. Yeah. We have a scene because Adama comes back to the CIC. Yay, it was really happy. Enth- everyone's. Enth- I mean, who would blame people for being happy? They've mm-hmm. had Ty fracking everything mm-hmm. up for like the last three weeks or so, and he makes a nice Adama makes a nice heartfelt speech. He does. Then he's like, "We got to get back to work because." Mm-hmm. He's not going to, he has no time for too many feelings. No, no feels. Um, so that was nice. I like that scene. And yep. he asked Gator to find Roslyn and Apollo mm. um, to, you know, have like a start a fleet wide search and, mm. and quarantine um, the fleet, which meant I, that made sense to me. Yeah. That he would just be like, let's lock this hey, problem down. Hey, we've got a leader making smart ASAP. decisions again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, nice. refreshing. it's refreshing. And I love that Ty's just like, cool, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and stand over the other side. Like, this is good. I feel, I feel comfortable. That's perfect. Yeah. Also good about this episode. Um, no Alan Ty. Oh my God. Alan Ty watch one down <laughs> <laughs> or one episode down. Um, yeah. You know, Gator. Um, yeah. So Gator starts ordering that fleet search and then we have time with i don't understand why Rosalind lee and zarek like and alosha sorry i should also include her mm-hmm. are like holed up in a meat locker it's weird that they're in there like i get that they're on a ship but can i say but could they not be in the meat locker like yeah. could they be in a non-refrigerated room on the ship it just seemed very weird to it, me it was weird but i mean i wrote my notes were cold room but zarek and Rosalind are you're still hot. shipping it i knew you'd still be <laughs> shipping it i was like lisa we'll be yes. watching this we'll be watching it uh, well, look, you know, nothing it says nothing. It was hot even H-A-W-T. Ooh. It wasn't even a H-A-W-T. It was like Snapchat filter hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that is really funny because I was just looking at that scene being like, can you think of a least sexy, a less sexy backdrop? Like, oh, they don't need this it. cold meat locker really yeah. gets me going. Well, <laughs> I'm picturing things in my head. Right, I have a very visual <laughs> visual imagination. And no sometimes shit. my mind just goes somewhere. And I'm like, I just saw, I just saw a lot just then. Um, Lisa's might... been writing the fan fiction. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a side project going. I can't write going. fan fiction until I finish. You know, but fan um, fiction is all about <laughs> yeah phrasing. Oh, yeah, that's fan right. Fan fiction is all about like you know people just like inventing their own ideas of how things should finish. Like I know really... I used to write Orlando Bloom fan fiction. Did you when I was really? 14. No shit. I was... Do you have it? No, thank God. Oh, no. My... Do you have it, producer no. Tom? It's in some. Te- it's probably in some terrible message board oh of teenage God. girls from like because 2002. Because I started <laughs> for the first time. I started looking up because I don't want to look it up for Battlestar because I'm worried it'll give me yeah, spoilers. spoilers. But um. I started looking it up for Buffy. Because, the show that cannot be named. The show that cannot be named. <laughs> because there's this hilarious, like, character yeah. who's, like, for one episode, who's, like, a friend of, like, her mom. Mm-hmm. And, like, there is so much lesbian fan fiction about them, like, I've heard. And so I was, like, looking it I'm up. Like, Where it's is really that? hard to find it, though. Mm. I need to get better. I feel like fan fiction, I'm sure it's still popular. But I feel like it was, like, one of those things that, like, got really big for a while and then... I don't know. Like, I think the LGBTQI community really love it because it's yes. like, because I know that I do that all the time. Whenever I'm watching a show, I like always ship like same sex characters and you mm-hmm. know it's never going to happen, but you're like a hundred percent shipping it. It's like yeah. everybody with Poe from Star Wars who yeah. just decided that he's like the gay character <laughs> because of a couple of like lip bites, which I just think is amazing. Like I've totally That's shipped hilarious. it. Me and I my really friend have matching true. bracelets. Oh yeah, you're yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that one. You're the fin to my Poe. <laughs> Lovely. Um, well, Maybe I don't not. even know how we got to that. Oh, Cold yeah, Room meat, and locker. And meat Locker. Meat Locker. Meat <laughs> Locker. Yeah, um, Zarek's so, got meat. Mm. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Um, <laughs> he's an attractive man. Like, he's older, but yeah, he's Yeah, he's had a lot of looking. surgery, I reckon. Oh, 
Well, he's not <laughs> with us anymore, I believe. Oh, yeah, rip. Yeah. Pull one out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was heartfelt, Belia. I know, I just lose emotion, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got enough emotion to ooze to mm. Sarek. Um, moving I, along. I thought this was a bit rough what they did, like asking Apollo to make a statement. Right? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, like, oh, the quorum aren't supportive. So, like, hey, Apollo, do something. Like, I would have just always thought, because Rosalind kind of is like, I'm going to make a statement. I just thought they would have let her roll with that. Yeah. So, I wasn't surprised that Lee was like, okay, I'll try. And then was like, nah, I can't do that. Like, yeah. That sense but there was apparently a deleted scene where he like gives more of a reason about why he can't and like he doesn't need to give a reason about why he can't it's quite obvious why yeah like just why would you ask him to do it yeah i mean he's he's done a lot he's He's in a pretty uncomfortable position irregardless so yeah i thought it was a bit rough regardless Mm. yeah yeah everyone is sad on the meat locker until rosalind decides that she'll make a statement which Mm. is what i thought she would have done in the first place and she's like oh play the religious card and i'm like isn't that her only card i thought it was her only card (laughs) but you know she knows exactly what she needs to do the cancer card yeah well, i mean that's all tied up in the religious card though. exactly mm. yeah it's contingent on like the cancer card only lands when you've got the religious card Absolutely. and people are like oh my god you're destined or whatever mm. um so you know that happened then we go back to caprica starbuck wakes up in a hospital so creepy there's an orderly so you thought this was creepy from the get-go yeah okay yeah yeah i felt the creepiness um i don't know what it was but there was like there was he was really good though like mm. I mean I like even just the stuff about oh he used to be a pro like whatever player but when she when they said Anders had died I like for a minute was like oh my god and then I was like wait a minute that's just not happened that's not <laughs> like yeah alternative people facts main characters <laughs> but I just don't believe that to well, be why would true. it happen so quickly like that's a weird absolutely yeah so I just and I mean it's not that it couldn't happen like it's, it's just strange it would be interesting if, if it had was. happened but it seemed really weird to me so I think that I was sort of like oh who is this what is this what's going on mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um just the way that he was talking to her but then when he said about Anders I was like nah, nah this can't be weird. right yeah, yeah the way that he kind of talks about him dying on the operating table the yeah. piece of shrapnel he uses this like internal bleeding thing a lot like yeah the, the justification of oh but um yeah, like there's this orderly, he's called Simon. Is um, he an orderly or is he supposed to be a doctor? Oh, a doctor, I guess, yeah. yeah. We don't see him do anything to her except to like administer the drip um, and the needle, but like. Well, then obviously they operate no. her at night. Yes. Mm. Um, but at this point, she's kind of like, oh, like this guy's like, hey, you know, you were brought in yesterday, like this is a resistance hospital. Mm. You and that's shot in the, the abdomen. other thing is like they never mentioned a hospital. And like if that was the case, he would know who she was because it's such mm. a small population and they're newcomers. Yeah. So I think that really put me off as well. I was like, if this was a thing that existed, you would know about it. Mm. And also he would know who you were. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, and then, so, he tells, Simon tells her that Anders died. Mm-hmm. Starbuck ugly cries about that. She cries great. Yeah. Um, she wakes up the next cry. morning. Oh, such a great ugly cry. Um, Simon comes in and he's, like, super cheery. Mm. Didn't you feel like the second time he came in, he was, like, mm-hmm. real cheery? Mm. Um, and she's like, oh, are you a Cylon? And he's like, no, but even if I was, why would I tell you? Which I thought was really funny because mm-hmm. it's like, super true yeah um and then she's like well can i leave and he obliges which i think was a real clever way Very to do it good because move. it's like recognizing Starbucks the kind of person that needs to feel like, like that was go. what gave her the trust mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. she was like i could have left but i can't because i'm too weak mm-hmm. um and he gives her a little bit of information theoretically like oh mm. we're near delphi oh this is a resistance hospital but like nothing that is actually finite no you know he's I mean, just giving her kind of but he does say that it's one of the only places where the Cylons haven't 
come yet or something. Yeah. Like he does say something about yeah. that specifically. Which... Yeah, but it's mm. not like – it's like giving enough to get mm-hmm. by. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think by, like, obliging her in wanting to leave mm. um, and her being unable to, that was, like – that was the master play in that scene. Yeah. Um, then on Galactica, Callie's in the brig. Um, so yeah. your prediction came true that Callie <laughs> would be put in the brig. That was a pretty easy prediction. <laughs> yeah. So Callie's in the brig. Mm-hmm. Tyrrell defends her to Adama. He's like, you know, she wasn't in the right mind when she shot Boomer. Mm-hmm. And then like Adama's like, yeah, cool. I'm way more interested in knowing whether you loved Boomer. Let's talk about our feelings. Mm. Like Adama really came back from Projecting the coma much? with the yeah. He really projects. Yeah. I and mean, I feel like he came back from the coma with like a lot of feels. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, wants to have... No, I know. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just weird for Adama to be like, let's talk philosophically about whether you can love a machine mm. instead of being like, you know, like, better get to work, boy. Or yeah. <laughs> usually it's like... Um, I think, you know, the point of this scene is that, like, Adama is grappling with the idea of what Boomer meant to him as yeah. much as Tyrrell is. Well, it's um, the first time he's really been in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and acknowledging he's felt it. that he has been close to someone who's is a silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the the relationship that Adama has with all of his subordinates is very close and, mm. and paternal. Yeah. And so this is like not just a uh, betrayal professionally it's no. a personal betrayal and, absolutely and, you know we've had Adama be in a coma for like the first four episodes of the season so we haven't actually seen him have to react to what happened to him at the end of the first mm. season so I'm glad that they gave the time yeah in, multiple times in this this episode to actually have him process what happened mm. um also I loved when he was like so he, he tells Tyrrell, he concludes by telling Tyrrell, Callie will get 30 days in the brig for disarming a firearm like, yeah. improperly, which is basically like, so not murder. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we're essentially just, just get her, saying like, tell that, her. like, Boomer was not a person. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, it, she did the wrong thing by having, like, a gun and shooting it. She yeah. didn't do the wrong thing by shooting a Cylon. Yeah. Um, but then he's like, you know, Tyrrell, you'll see Boomer again because there are mini copies. And I was mm. like, there are mini copies! Are, I, like, I see out so what much. you did! Yeah. That's in Throw the show line. Yeah. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I really I really <laughs> enjoyed that line. But also, have they shared that information? That there are multiple copies. I mean, I feel yeah, like they know maybe that they because did. um they know that because of like the miniseries yeah. with the Anchorage guy. No, no and... I knew that Adama knew it, but mm. I didn't know that they had necessarily shared the information that there were many copies with the fleet. Like they mm. had said, like we're looking for these people, but I don't know if they ever actually specified to everybody else that there were many copies. I feel like when they made the press announcement, when they said when they announced like in season one that there mm-hmm. were the, what the three models that they knew they had photos of two or three. There was, wasn't there, um... The guy who the, got... The guy who... Done the first episode. Yep, the guy who they put out the airlock. Mm-hmm. And six, wasn't it? No, they didn't ha- put six in that. But, but she, they, but they proved she was, was a Cylon. They worked it out after, but they didn't... She's not in their list of people that they showed for that episode. I don't think that... I think oh. even if that had happened yet, that they didn't know. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. I'm getting my anyway, timeline Anyway, so this is a two. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, anyway, I, I feel like they would have said there'd be multiple copies. Mm, they maybe, might not have said yeah. mini as in like hundreds. Yeah. But they might multiple. have said multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, because, you know, they know that there are multiple copies. Anyway, it would be interesting. That was obviously, again, like, Adama projecting to mm. Tyrrell. Like, you'll see her again. It's mm. almost like him being like, we're going to yeah. have to deal with how weird that will be. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we might be seeing another boomer again on Galactica pretty soon. Wow. <laughs> um, so we go back. We have more scenes with Starbuck and Simon. Starbuck's mm. like, 
I like as well. You know, in a lot of horror movies, people are really stupid. Mm -hmm. And I always appreciate when people in horror movie or horror movie settings are Mm -hmm. logical. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like in like this scene, Starbuck does all the things that are clever. Yeah. Like, you know, correct. Like she's like, why have I never seen anyone else at this hospital? Why haven't I heard anything? And he's like, oh, there's 223 patients. They've all got radiation poisoning. So they're really quiet because this is a horrible thing. And she's like, Okay, but like, you know, why don't like, why are you the only person that visits me? Yeah. Like, yeah. She's asking him all the right questions. Absolutely. And he kind of passes it off as like telling quarantine. her she's under quarantine mm. because I don't know what she might have carried in. Yeah. I find that weird. Yeah. Wouldn't everyone have like the mm-hmm. same. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then he kind I mean, of... it is weird, but like, it's he's explaining good, I guess. Yes. He's very good at explaining good. away. Like, yeah. He's yeah. kind of like double speak of things, yeah, you yeah. know? Um, and then he kind of pivots by telling her that there's a cyst on her ovaries. Mm. And that's when it gets real weird because then he starts being like, your reproductive organs are your most important asset. Oh. And she's like laughing. And then it's like. He's like, no, no, like, I'm dead serious. We need to find childbearing uh, women your age. It's our top priority. And Starbuck's like, I'm not a commodity. Oh, uh, yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I just wrote cringe. Yeah. yeah. But I thought it was really well done. Very well done. who has not heard these kind of arguments in not, like, the same way? Absolutely. You know? And also fuck his judgments after that about her family stuff. Yes. That is just also, like, not great. an awful triggering way to discuss this kind of shit with but someone, also, you know? I'm sorry, she had broken her fingers as an adult as well. Yeah. Like, do you think that he had deduced that from the injuries or do you think that he they already have information about Starbucks past? Well, from what Sharon said later in the episode, it indicates that they no, they know more about Starbucks than thing is that other people. He says her name and um she never told him her name was Starbucks. She said her no, name was Cara, Cara Thrace. Yes. Yeah. Well she points that out later in the end. Oh yeah, she does too, um, yeah. But yeah, he he drops some exposition bombs about her fractures from childhood, mm-hmm. suggests someone broke her fingers. This obviously triggers her to be like really distressed, mm-hmm. which is fair because he's also just like told her that the human race is on the edge of extinction and like her her, her top priority or most valuable skill I says I think he says should be like reproducing like mm-hmm. that's a fucking hard conversation to have when you're like probably pretty dosed up on medicine alone you know someone you care about died you, you have no way of knowing who else is, who is important to you will mm-hmm. ever be around again it's a lot it's a lot a whole lot. Um, back on Galactica, Adama reads Rosalind's message. I love that he's just like, it's religious crap, which in my opinion is not incorrect. If no, you're an atheist, I you would be like, that's I would religious probably crap. have a similar reaction. Yeah. I'd be like, it I is might kind of funny. say it and then be like, but that doesn't mean it's not something I should be concerned about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was very d- dismissive. Mm-hmm. And he also, like, the thing that didn't... I think while this worked well in the direction of the scene, mm-hmm. but you can see through it from, like, a top level, like, obviously it's not just religious crap because he has a massive temper tantrum about it. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, well, we'll see who follows her, blah, 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 blah. Like, obviously he's taking it personally. Mm-hmm. It's like when people are like, I don't care, I don't care at all. And then they go on and on and on about it. And mm-hmm. you're like, you obviously do care. Um, so yeah. he's obviously annoyed about it. But I... I bought that he wouldn't want the fleet divided. That made sense to his character. Yeah. But I'm just not sure why he was so specifically annoyed about the use of religious crap, so to speak, as a justifying perspective. I mean, I guess if you're the kind of person who's operating under martial law, yeah. you would probably not really think that that is a... Acceptable yeah. path. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. or reasoning or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, can't, I just thought, like, I think it... 
it did work because it was still rooted in his character. But I don't know. I was like, is does he need to be that annoyed? Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, Rosalind and Zarek head to the Astral Queen to meet with her followers. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone like bows to her. It gets very preachy. Mm. Elosh is like, hey, like you should bless them. You know, you should um, you should get amongst the people and and. You know, Rosalind's a bit uncomfortable with this, but we see that she's becoming more and more of a prophet figure. Yeah. And people are getting, like, pretty into it. It's a, mu- it's a lot. I don't think I would want to be in her position. No. Nah. It would be super weird. And, like, when weird. she originally used, like, the admission of the cancer and stuff, like, that was really as a political manoeuvre to mm. get out of the jail and mm. to be taken... Um, like, for to be taken seriously as kind of a prisoner of war, really. Mm. Um, but now, like, it's really evolved into a thing that's, like you know, you're a prophet, you're a divine leader, like you're mm-hmm. going to do all this stuff. I mean, she did pretty much lean into that last last series, uh, last season. It just makes me think a lot about a lot of the cult leaders. Yeah. I know we can back And how does it evolve and develop? Well, um, like some people who like their parents have told them that since they were weird kids, which I'm like, that's negligent parenting. Yeah. But, like there are definitely people out there who exist who are like, Really? I am the chosen one. Yeah, they believe yeah. they're the chosen one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think what we see with Rosalind is she doesn't necessarily like believe. Tom. <laughs> she doesn't necessarily believe that about herself. Mm. But this is starting to become like oh, a narrative on, she around does, her. Though. Well, yeah. Because, but to that extent, yeah. like I don't know, maybe she believes it about herself, but she's not like comfortable with the way mm. that it's. It's yeah. like her ideology versus her political perspective mm. are probably mm-hmm. conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, then we go back to um, Caprica. We see that the resistance is still fine, and, and, and Andes is alive. <laughs> I know how excited. <laughs> now, um, interesting thing here. Do they mention that Sushon has been taken, or are they just worried nah. about Starbucks? Yeah. Because like, this really bothered yeah. me. Is it like obviously Sushon was with them before? Like we yes. saw her before. She, she had a line so that we knew that she was someone that was in the resistance, and but, she actually was but, in the last episode too. But yeah, she was. So yeah. she was also there, and they're yes. just like, we need to Starbuck. say Starbucks. We've got to find her. And it's yeah. like Sushon is also missing. Yes. She's also missing. Yes. And, like, they just do not care. Yeah. This just bothered me so much. And, like, for the whole... Yeah. When, I know. When we see Sue Shaw, especially on the second watch, when I was like, wait a minute, though. Yeah, Sue Shaw is missing, too. Missing I found the, the Sue Shaw narrative slightly Starbuck. problematic, just yeah. from, like, a racial perspective. Absolutely. I was like, this is problematic that you have, like, people of colour in, like both the victim, mm-hmm. um, like helpless victim can only be saved by like, you know, the, the white savior, mm-hmm. but also as the antagonist, mm. um, that needs to be like, is, is an oppressor yeah. to the woman. Like at the one, on the one hand, I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe you honestly didn't think about race at all when you were casting Simon. But I mean, by- I feel like Battlestar Galactica aren't as terrible on race as other series No, are. no, no. I don't um, think. And, like, I think that maybe what they were doing in the casting of that is that they do have a few white people... As Cylons. As Cylons. Yes. And they have Boomer. Yes. But they don't have any other. And so yes. I think probably what their decision was is that, oh, well, we don't want to have another white Cylon. Yes. Um, let's get another person of colour in there, which is probably not... That it's not I mean, a thing. It's not no. that mindful. I think it was just this of, episode having very his character and the yeah. Sushon character. I was like, this is just an intro. I'm not mm. sure that it landed from a racial perspective. And I say that not as a person of color. So mm. obviously my perspective yeah. is different. I mean, um, but yeah, I just, it's the Sushon plot kind of bothered me from that perspective. Yeah. I mean, when I compare it to other shows, like, I mean, Buffy is even before this time, they're horrible on race. Yeah, like right, for right. as much as I love the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it was interesting from that mm. perspective, but it just, it just annoyed me that they just didn't even 
Yeah. We're missing Starbuck and Sushan. And like, obviously they were taking it at the same time because mm. we saw Sushan just before the, Absolutely. They were and the fact that she why and I mean obviously Starbuck has this like destined place, but yes. like why is Sushan already on the machine? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. fun fact though, because I looked up her character name. Like, I, I was just like, I was just making sure I had it right. Yeah. And, um, and apparently it was based on the name of Richard Hatch's business huh. or something that he started around a similar time, which was like Sushon or something. That's so funny. And so random fact, someone can well, like. It's a weird name to like have, Yeah, it is a know? really weird yeah. name. Um, but yeah, so apparently that's, that's, that's why. That's really funny. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, Anderson Hilo is just arguing about how to find Starbuck, not not Sushan, when um, <laughs> Caprica Boomer, aka Sharon, mm-hmm. shows up again and she's like, hey, I've been tracking you, cool, mm-hmm. you know, but I know where Starbuck is. Because she seems to have, like, very highly selective, like, Cylon memory download. Very selective. Yeah, because, like, there's, she seems to be, like... I would call it highly selective plot device knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. most of the time, like she's yeah. like, I can't help with that. And then suddenly she's like, oh, I know exactly what that is. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I've, uh, let me help you. Um, so she just wanders in and, and solves the problem because plot device. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a photo because I realized mm-hmm. I never take them anymore. Um, yes. <laughs> just random, like leaning back from the microphone. Um Yes, I don't like it when characters are put in as plot devices, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes they are. It's like angels. Particularly when no, they're silent. can't even do Buffy. No, <laughs> no. We're going to get a, um, a swear jar for Buffy, and every time you mention it, you're going to put money jar? in. Can we do that at when some I've point, got more stable employment? Yeah, true. Well, I said at some point we'll be able to then fund the next whiskey edition <laughs> of this podcast. It's true. Um, um, yes. There are other TV shows where that happens sometimes. There are mini copies. There are mini copies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rosalind and her team prepare to send the signal and jump away. I actually completely missed this and I didn't rewatch the scene, sorry. Were they jumping to Cobol yes. to be there when Starbuck gets back? Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I thought that that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they jump away. Hadama and Ty are like, oh, how many are going to follow them? But we see that pays off later. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to Caprica. Starbuck wakes up in the hospital. She finds a new scar, which was fucking terrifying. That is so terrifying. Yeah. So invasive. As I said, this was like when I had a Halloween, I was like, this is my Halloween nightmare. Yeah. This is my horror movie for this scenes. season. Yeah. Um, well, it was a very horror episode, you mm. know, the way it was shot, the mm. way it was kind of put together. Um, she asked Simon how it got there. Simon's like, oh, you were asleep last night and we just, you had some internal bleeding, so we just had to operate. It's but not you know, okay. And then he's like, but you know, nothing to worry about. So Consent like, much? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says like they're just about done with her and they'll be sending her back out. I don't even know why he would say that. I don't know because... if he was just priming her to like. But what they, were they going to send her, her the... back out? Like, I don't know because yeah, like we they, don't know. she's got a purpose, right? So maybe yeah. they were. Yeah. Like, you just don't know in this situation no it's not resolved um and so then we ask why she's putting more she asked him sorry why he's putting more sedative into her yeah she's like i just woke up yeah which is fair again Mm. but then she's kind of like well okay you're the doc and so obviously we're like well she must be playing him Mm -hmm. because Starbuck and we trust her to do the right thing um and we see that she's held yeah Mm. she's she does the right thing she's like Held on to the drip before it mm. comes through. She pulls it out. She wanders down the corridor and she sees him with six. six. Yeah, ah! it's like, silent alert. Yeah. And um, then I wasn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure at that point if he was actually a Cylon though, or just like, or if he was just working with, with them, the not realizing because it could have been the case that he didn't know. Yeah. That they like, I, I didn't know at the. But until... did you hear what they were talking about? 
No. Because the six was like talking to him and she was like, it sounds like you're having second thoughts about this and like, you know, don't like, don't think about it that way, blah, blah, blah. And then Simon, it basically sounded like Simon was kind of like, oh, I feel bad about this. Mm. And six was like, oh, shut up. They're just humans. Like, don't bother. Oh, okay. Like, well, she didn't say that, but she was kind of like doing the whole, like, we're serving a higher purpose and blah, blah. Yeah. And that's what made me wonder if maybe he didn't, like maybe that he was a human. Like I saw yeah. at that point was like maybe he's a human and he doesn't realize that they're Cylons. Yeah, like he could, and he thinks he's doing the right thing. He could thing. possibly think that he was mm-hmm, part of the resistance. Mm-hmm, like I don't mm-hmm, know that, mm-hmm. but yeah. But then obviously yeah. we find out later. Well, then he, Simon goes back into Starbucks room oh, and she's just like smiling so real good. smugly. He's she's like, so smart. you okay? And she's like, oh, something has been bothering me lately. You know, I never told you my call sign was Starbucks. And then she fucking stabs him with a mirror. In the, in the neck. neck. It was yes, brutal. It was He's like so bleeding brutal. all over her. I think this is the most, and again, like it is a very horror episode. Yes. This is the most like horror this series is gone, right? It like, he's just, like, bleeding out on amazing. her. Amazing. And good. because I still, at that point, was not sure if he was a Cylon, I was like, that's hectic. But then when he's like, you can't kill me. And Did he? he oh, yeah, because she's like, ah, 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 and he's yeah. like, you can't kill me. But then he, like, bleeds to death anyway. That's yeah. when I guess it's supposed to imply he's, like, definitely a Cylon. Oh, but then like, he comes later and he does that creepy, mm, like, hello, mm, Starbucks. And I was like, mm. oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, this was, like, a boss move from Starbucks. Yeah. Um, I it loved was- it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And really satisfying. Satisfying to see, like, her turn the narrative without us knowing it was Mm going to be turned. Like, we knew that she would take control of the situation, Mm. but I liked it. It It was was great great. storytelling payoff. Mm -hmm. Um, So she escapes the room. She comes across this awful room with, like, dozens of women hooked up to IVs from their bodies, like, from their ovaries. Like, yeah. Yeah. Basically in, like, breach position. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she she comes across one of the women from the resistance, Sushorn, who oh. we don't care is missing. Nope, nope, not and no one was worrying now. about her, but Starbuck was worrying about her. Mm-hmm. Um, Starbuck tries to free her. Sushorn's mm-hmm. just like just cut the power, like we're baby machines. I don't understand what why she is... wouldn't want to be rescued. I don't know, like if she was just like why... too late or yeah, it's gonna take too long. I, I also know. did she whisper something to her and she like did. we don't know what it is. Well. I thought she did because she. I knew she was like leaning down. At yeah. first, I thought she was like unplugging the power. Then I was like, oh no, this is going on a while. She uh. must be saying something to her. Yeah. But we didn't hear her say anything. And I, I always watch it with time... subtitles, and there was no subtitles. For okay. That. I think that in the time that she to- took to whisper to her, she probably could have unplugged her from right? the machine. I just also found it weird, like flawed logic mm. for Sushan to be like, just just cut the power. There's nothing you can do. Like, I kind of get if she was like. They're going to come back in a minute, and there's but, no like, way you can free all of us. But like, she can't been there for long. No, well, they were taken a few days earlier. But also, yeah, exactly. And also, aside from that, like, how is it that the machines are keeping her alive? Like, she's alive. Mm. What is it that the machines are doing that are going to make her not alive? Like, it's like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's like she only arrived when Starbuck arrived. Yeah. So surely it should. Anyway, that didn't make sense to me. I think that was probably just not not. I they think just wanted to kill the black like, character. Yeah. Well, right. I think that scene was like very much about like the impact of the mm. the concept rather than the nuances of the idea. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was a pretty horrific scene. It's you know? really horrific. I thought it was really confronting. Yeah. Um, and I've watched it before and I was still like, oh, this is like mm. not pleasant. Um, but Starbuck like blowing shit up is like very... Yeah. yeah, she you're just watching like, smashes it, you're like, yes! the power, gets the frack out Smash of there. Smash the patriarchy! Like, yeah. yeah, smashing the patriarchy, like smashing the power. Yep. Um, and then she comes down the corridor, she sees the six again, she bashes her with a fire extinguisher. Which is amazing. Which is again very cathartic. Yeah. 
look, I think we've all had that moment watching Head mm-hmm, Six talk mm-hmm. to Bolter <laughs> every now smash and again. Smash her with a fire hydrant. Smash, yeah, smash her with a fire extinguisher. Um, she gets out of the building and then, they, she, yeah, as you said, she finds the other creepy Cylon, Simon, Hello, waiting Starbuck. there. It's so creepy and He's so, so creepy. well done. Yeah, because then He's you're like, so oh, good. shit. And again, it's like that horror movie kind of thing where, like, you know, in, often in horror movies, like, the, the victim will, like, get away yeah. and then they, like, some, come face to face with the monster again. Yeah. Like, that, that was, like... The way it was shot, the way it was mm-hmm. like, whoa. But then he gets shot by the um, the resistance. So I wondered, I don't think this was clarified, if the resistance had seen that model of Cylon before and knew that I he don't was think a it was Cylon, clarified. Or if they were just like, nah, he looks like he's like stopping Starbuck from he getting was out of the out building. Of I feel like my understanding was that they knew that yeah, he was a Cylon. I think so too. Because like, yeah. you know how they knew... Um, they knew that Boomer was a type of Cylon. They knew that Six was. Like, they've got mm. that awareness. Yeah. And they've been, like, you know, basically fighting them. Did they know that Boomer them. was? I feel like when she came, they were suspicious, but they didn't know she was. Oh, really? Maybe yeah. I just assumed because um. No, Hilo but Hilo, because I think that if she had been a Cylon and they'd known it, that they would have shot her straight away. But I think that mm. they were like, who are you? And then Hilo was like, oh, she's fine. She's with me. And then yeah, I think that he maybe, probably explained maybe. it. Yeah, um, but with him, I really felt like they knew who he was already, which might explain why Sue Sean was already in the thing because he couldn't fool her. Yeah, um, that's true. As well. That's a good point. Mm. Well, anyway, you get shot, which is great. Mm, um, it is. And then Starbucks, like, you know, hobbling out of the facility, a bunch of centurions show up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more conflict between the silence and the resistance. And that's when the silent ship shows up with um, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, move like you're having purpose, people, I which I just love that line. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that, like, Boomer's, like, more Sharon now. She's kind of, like, getting hers. Mm. Like, she's like, cool, we've all established I'm a Cylon. I'm also pregnant. Mm. Um, I'm in love with Hilo. Like, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. We're going to get out. Can I just say, though, like, from a Titanic perspective, like, allegory, there was there was room for Anders on that ship. Like, you know, Wait. you know how people are always like, there was room for Jack on that piece of wood. Did he not go on the ship? No. He stayed. He walked away at the end. Remember? What? The ship no. left and he walked away at the end. How do you not remember this? No, I didn't notice that. The I'm... last shot is, like, Anders walking back, like, by himself. What? Yeah. That's so like, weird. They left, like, heaps of the resistance, right? Yeah. But basically the, the ship was just Sharon, Hilo, and Starbuck leaving. But there was room for, so for lots of other people. many People. Like, wouldn't they have at least taken some of the people? I mean, we'll wait till next episode because maybe it will show that they did have, like, they carried other people there. We just didn't see them get on and off the ship. But yeah. I didn't notice that. And maybe I just, it was just like a thing that just like, I just assumed everybody got on this. Yeah, it's ship. super funny. No, because. Um, or like, so they turned so away from like, the screen for Sharon's a moment. Like, move, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yep. then like, um, as Hilo is like patching uh, Starbuck up, Sharon's like, they talk about what happened at mm. the hospital. And, and Sharon again has like exposition bomb of mm. knowledge because she's just like, oh, the silence are conducting yeah, yeah, human yeah. And then they're problems, all together in blah, the blah, thingy, blah. right? Yeah, but mm. then. Um, and then, Char- and then uh, Starbuck is like, uh, what about Sue Sean? Yeah, Starbuck like, asking no the question we have all been asking. <laughs> what about Sue Sean? Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, Sharon's kind of like, well, the Cylons know you're special. Like, we've been following you for some time. She mm-hmm. refers to that Leoben mm. discussion from last season. Um, and Sharon says there's, like, hundreds, maybe thousands of women who are mm. in these farms, which is awful. And that's when Anne is like, well, I'm going to keep liberating these farms. Mm-hmm. And Starbuck's like, oh, help you. We'll do this, blah, blah, blah. And then Anders is like, 
no, that's not why you came to Caprica. Mm. He he pulls out the arrow of Apollo and he gives mm-hmm. it to her, and then he's like, "Go find Which her." Which is a really weird place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was very weird, and I don't remember if that was set up last episode, but I don't think it was. So no. he just like put it there at some point. But like, it was really elaborate hiding. It place. was really elaborate. Who's stealing it and yeah. why? Yeah, mm. very weird. Um, yeah, because then he's like, you know, go find Earth. Like, we'll be here. I did She's like this, blah blah though. blah. Yeah, like like how good is how good when is she takes off and when she takes off her necklace and like oh so funny her dog tags. Oh she's my romantic god, like that. It's Their so relationship romantic. has gone from like one to a hundred in two episodes. I love it. It's just so my jam. But yeah. Well, I guess you know it's the end of the world, so mm-hmm. people are more emotional. Like mm-hmm. even Starbucks, like you know what? I'll probably fucking never see you again. So mm. how, how about my dog tags? You That's know? more realistic than like yeah. dragging it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was when Anders is like, we'll muddle through back here, right? Mm. So then, because she, yeah, she wants to come with her. He rebukes her. Uh, she wants him to come with her. And He's then, empowering her to do what she needs to absolutely. do. Absolutely. And He's what, a male yeah. feminist. He I is. love Anders. Yeah, I love yeah. Anders. You look at Apollo and him being like, I'm going to take you down a notch. And then you look at like and Anders being like, girl, like, yeah. you said you were going to do this thing. And I'm yeah. just going to put you back on the path that you need to be on. Absolutely. Go do your thing. Absolutely. Well, I think that like um, I think it was Ron Moore who said the creator said that like he wanted he wanted the gender role to reverse with like Starbuck promising to return for Anders mm-hmm. rather than the traditional like the man promises to rescue a woman mm-hmm. in stories. Whereas Starbuck's like, we'll come I back. I think for Ron you. Moore is very good on these things. Yeah, like, Outlander gets very it very like that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, even though um, it, there was definitely more room on that ship, and I don't understand why they took three <laughs> people like all the way across the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Team Anders. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the episode ends. We, we are going to go back and cover that last Galactica beat. But mm-hmm. um, the episode ends with, yeah, Hilo, Sharon, and Starbuck flying away. And Anders, like, walks back towards the farm. Ah, oh, this and, yeah, part. I yeah. understood the other part. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because so the there's also... Um, I, I understood just... that when they were got running away from the farm that they were only three on the ship. And I was like, wait, no. But no, no. That yeah, makes it was at the end. Like, they were just, like, yeah. immediately I mean, left. maybe it's just the, the fact that Anders has more work to do. Yeah, and I think that he's definitely a leader. Like, he's of the mm. people. And, like, if he left, that, that, you know, there would have to be someone else who could step up. And mm. I don't feel like... Probably because of time restraints, but I don't feel like the show has set up that there's anyone else in the room. There's not that many people. No, there aren't there. That many people. I don't know why they couldn't have all fitted on, but you know. Mm, mm, what else? Mm, and yeah. I guess now he has this purpose of like trying to liberate the rest of these like farms yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and maybe yeah. actually like if all of them had come with her, maybe Starbuck wouldn't have been as comfortable with leaving. In terms yeah. of like just wanting to liberate these people. I still on feel this like farm. they should bring they should have brought like four people back to be like, see, there are people on Caprica mm-hmm. that need our help, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Um, anyway, also I wanted to point out there's a new music theme in the conversation, but going underneath the conversation that Starbuck and Anders have. I think I heard that. Yeah. yeah I just thought that that was interesting. I mean, I new like, themes. yeah, you get, you get themes with romantic couples often in TV yes. shows. Yeah. And I it's know like the, the like Battlestar Galactica music beat. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've really wanted to listen to it, except that, I don't want spoilers. And I've mm. heard that if I download the albums, that there are spoilers on the mm. albums just by the nature of what they are. So I've been not able Lying to do that. Time. The sacrifices I, I make you. for our community <laughs> are huge. You um, are a saint. You can burn me a CD. I'll burn you a CD. Oh, sorry. I'll make you a mixtape. A mixtape. Um, yeah. Back on Galactica, mm-hmm. final scene, even though it wasn't chronologically the final scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Ty and Adama prove to, you know, have egg on their face because, mm-hmm. like, a third of the ships have jumped out mm-hmm. with Roslyn, 24 ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 
third of the fleet and Adama and Ty are surprised. Mm. Um, and I don't know why they were surprised because when people are in desperate situations and a lot of people, well, no one actually got to vote on martial law. Mm-hmm. So many people didn't choose it. Mm. Many people probably felt like Roslyn represented where their beliefs lay or at least a democracy. I don't How understand why they're surprised. How many states do you think would jump to COBOL for Hillary? <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say Roslyn's like as problematic a candidate mm-hmm. as Hillary in terms of like Absolutely. a race. Like she's a flawed candidate because of like history and perspective mm-hmm. and judgment. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, just by being female um, in a, and not playing a game mm. when a game was being played against her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's interesting. Uh, did we skip the Adama crying scene? No, this happens after. Oh, I thought yeah. it happened before. Um, no, because he so Diamond's like surprised about that, and then he leaves the CIC and mm. he goes to the morgue because you know why not? Um, goes to have a look at Boomer, and then he remembers her shooting him, and he asks why, and then he has like a fucking breakdown. I wrote, "I'm not crying, you're crying." It was a very touching moment. Mm. I'm glad that they left it in. Um, because, it was very nice. You know, he has like a full ugly cry. I like this it. This was the episode of ugly crying. It was. Um, and he's great at it. He was great at it. Like, like James I think Edward James Olmos is so good. is the best ugly crier. But Edward James almost is. But he's like an actor. Yeah. So like when he's like crying, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like he does it all in like the one shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's yeah. good. Um, so yeah. Whole lot of ugly crying in this mm. episode. A line that I missed before, um, which I thought was interesting, was the uh, line from Boomer about being fruitful. If you agree, yes. it would be voluntary. Yes. Um, if you agreed it would be voluntary, they'd set you up with someone you'd like. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting <laughs> and we can come back to that in themes. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see the way Boomers, um, like Sharon, once mm. they get back to Caprico, mm-hmm. if they, I mean, Galactica, if they get there or, or they meet up with the others in Cobol, mm. like how is... How is Sharon, as kind of like a woke version of Boomer, mm. going to occur? Or I mean, woke in the sense that she's actually like knows who she is. Um, like, I think we've set out that Tyrell and Adama are really going to struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but she also represents a very like she's like almost like a Cylon diplomat. Mm. Like she has perspective and intel mm. on Cylons, but she doesn't necessarily ally herself to their cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited I'm really about that. For the next episode. Um, do we want to talk about themes or do you want to do predictions first? Uh, no, we're going to talk about themes. I, um, I only put two because I thought we'd have a lot to talk about. Um, I thought it was really interesting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really interesting. Um, so the first thing I said is kind of like, uh, so I think Adama says something earlier in the episode about, um, like, uh, Tyrrell says, I thought I loved her. And Adama says, well, then you loved her because love is a thought. And I thought that was really interesting um, in terms of just like, what is love? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a thought? Mm-hmm. Can you love a machine? Obviously, we've discussed this at length yes. um, with the movie Her. Yes. Um, and so that was my first kind of theme. It's like, what is love? I don't know. Would you consider love a thought? I mean, there are brain cells in the heart. So if you think it's a heart, is it then a thought? Like, it's a really interesting thing um, and maybe too much for a Sunday with jet lag. And mm. um and a Sunday uh, afternoon is not our peak podcast if, time. I don't know if I think love is a thought as much as I think love is a decision. Like, I think, mm. like, you you can, like, choose... Like, not like you can choose to be in love or not, but you can be in love or not. Like, I think some people just... Like, the way people love is really different. Some people, like, really go... F- 
like headfirst into things. Some mm. people are quite reserved. And I do think that there's like a, an intellectual element of it, mm. but I think it's more a state of being or a, or a, a decision rather than like a, a logical thought. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that, and I've had like interesting, obviously our our histories of like romantic love are quite different. And like, mm. I know for me, uh, definitely I feel like, like lust is a, or, or like connection is a, is it kind of a more of an unconscious thing? I'm not saying it's not a thought. It's just not a yeah. thing you think about, right? Whereas like love, love, or like long-term love is a decision. And I feel like that's actually something that a lot of people our age who are yeah. single struggle with yeah. because they're like, oh, but I want that whole like romantic thing forever. And yeah. it's like the forever thing happens when you decide it's going to happen. Like yes. there are, yeah, again, I think I've quoted this line before on um, on this podcast. Um, she was one in a million. So there's five more just in New South Wales. Have we yeah. done the Whitlam song? Like it, it's one of my favorite lines because it's so true. Like I've met a lot of people in my life who I'd be like, that could be the person I spend my, the rest of my life with if we both decided to. And I feel like as I'm getting older, I just realized how much people like I'm 30 years old like I, people my age and like around my age are not willing to actually make that decision mm-hmm. of like I am deciding that this is going to be the person that I'm with they're like no I just want like the heavens to open up and the, well, it's really this, funny like yeah. I don't want to go completely off topic but one um, a little bit. So one of the things that I was doing while I was away in LA was I went to a, a event conference i suppose um and one of the speakers was esther perel who's mm-hmm. a psychologist relationships uh psychologist mostly mm-hmm. she's amazing great podcast it's called uh, where should we begin highly recommend everyone who's nosy or interested in people's relationships mm. listen to it I, I don't have it i'm gonna look it up it now it is so yeah. good <laughs> she just like cuts to the core of people in mm-hmm. like a non-patronizing way but she's just amazing mm-hmm. or she has a va- also she has a vaguely european accent which makes everything a bit better <laughs> but anyway she so she spoke and she was talking about like she her specialty or her kind of main area of research and interest is infidelity. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about like the rise in infidelity um, is kind of a construct because infidelity hasn't actually risen. We're just more, we talk about it more, mm. it's more visible. And, you know, in the old days it was like you would marry someone and then you would kind of build a life together and fall in love. Mm. Whereas now we're expecting to do all those things before we settle down with someone. Mm-hmm. So like the FOMO. Mm. of like is this the right person do they so tickle the criteria am I happy FOMO. will I ever be happy will I always be happy yeah. is like makes it very hard to be to kind of take this choice idea of love mm. it stops being about choice and it starts being totally about logic and yeah. like the idea that like even once you start dating someone like I've got friends I'm sure you do who have like been dating people they're still on tinder yeah because they're still kind of like oh but I might find someone better like no you know? and she was like to your point yeah completely do- doesn't believe in the idea of the one no and she was like statistically like that's not a helpful framework to look at no she was also like you know the question has to be not in relationships not um what do what can or what do I want Mm -hmm. but can I want what I've already got Mm. and I think like that to come back to that idea of choice is like you can be in a long-term relationship and you can be as in love as you were, you know, a decade or two decades earlier, mm. um, I think by wanting what you already have. Yeah. And, but you and can also that. be in a relationship for a long time mm. and, and not be happy because you're not, you don't want what you have. People grow, you can grow apart. Mm. And so I think like, it's not like, I think by fully, fully, um, not intellectualizing it, but making love like a very logical, very um, structural thing, we maybe lose a bit of like the alchemy of mm. what it, it can be. I mean, I think, there's a lot in that so like 
yeah, it's definitely a choice and it's definitely a choice to remain in it or not and to see things the way you want to see things. And I think that that's why there's been a lot of studies done on people mm. who get in relationships when they're older, often mm. staying together for longer because mm. they've got, like for me, like if I go into a relationship now, it's like, yep, I don't have FOMO yeah. <laughs> about like dating other people because yeah. I went and did it. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, there's exciting things about that. It's super exciting to like meet someone and like have this cool, like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of rush of like knowing a new person, but like there's a whole other great thing about like really mm. knowing someone. Mm. Um, and so I think that that's just an interesting um, thing. But then there's also like, I know, I think that there's another thing that I'm like, I'm speaking about this as someone who hasn't had a very long-term relationship, just most on my friends experiences is like being able to talk about just having those little crushes on people and like those little like Mm. feelings with people like it's totally normal Mm -hmm. um yeah you have to be able to um acknowledge it and be like oh i have a little crush and like i have friends who are like long time married and they'll be like and they'll be like i have a crush on this person and the husband will be like oh tell me about it like you know it's it's just yeah, like right. open and, and lovely and and nice. like i guess you know like love like mm. means different thing to different people it does, yeah um so to like come back to the idea like the original question you posed like i think that absolutely you can love a machine mm. it's a choice it's a belief um also like yeah you exactly. can love an iphone yeah like, come on yeah yeah and like i don't know i don't necessarily think like choosing like being in love with someone requires them to be in love back mm. or for you to even know. Like that's why like being in love with someone is fucking terrifying because mm. you're never actually going to be able to see inside someone else's brain yep. yet anyway um, or know like their thoughts <laughs> or their ideas soon. Um, so like, you know, you have to just kind of believe that that it's reciprocated mm. or be okay if it's not. And so I think like what when Adama was kind of like, you know, you will see her again. He mm. was kind of acknowledging, like, yeah, you probably did love her, and mm. that's totally okay. And like, Adama I loved obviously her loved as a, her, as a, yeah. You know, but I think parent Sharon, like, well, Boomer loved both of them as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anyway. what she did doesn't necessarily take away who she was. No, absolutely. And I think that that's another interesting thing. Like, and I think that the again, like, with the Cylon situation, is like what happens a lot in um, mm-hmm. it has happened a lot in war in the past with dehumanizing the enemy. It's like, mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, for a long time, um, we didn't consider a lot of different types of peoples to be people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's happening right now in Australia with our refugees. Sorry, but yeah, I have to say it. It's fair. Yeah. Go what are your other things? Because I could, I could really talk for a long time well, about that issue. Let's, let's move away from that. <laughs> so um, the other one theme, which I figured we would have a long conversation about, was uh, whether or not women have a moral obligation to bear children in an apocalypse situation, mm. um, which I just thought was interesting because a lot of, um, if we talk about like cults, uh, a lot of that uh, women are often like praise be the fruit blessed be the fruit <laughs> blessed be why well, put handmaid's tail as be. an example um, but then on the flip side like what's our moral obligation in an overpopulated world so i think the best thing to do to start this conversation is to state whether or not we want to have kids sure just to you know so for the I, record for the record so that we are i think it's always important because I, I mean as a kind of like i don't know post-structuralist can constructivist whatever i just feel like um it's important to know where people are coming from so i really you're just really nosy and you want everyone else to know right (laughs) i want everyone else to know (laughs) i really want to have kids so yeah no i want to have children as well um (laughs) i don't think that like i'm like a super maternal person like i tom's vigorously shaking his head um i i think if i have children i will be obviously i hope i will be but 
I, I don't set have... those expectations too high though because um that's yeah. how postnatal depression happens yeah yeah true yeah. no but like um I want to have children but I've never been like I've never been like all I want to do is be a mother mm. you know whereas for me it's like one of the only things that I always knew that I wanted to do mm. um so definitely that's the position I'm coming from so for all the people out there if we're not if you don't want to have kids and and we're so not, fine it's so fine there's but, too many fucking people on this planet anyway and that was so actually part of my thing as well was like <laughs> from that perspective like you know, there have been a lot of conversations about a moral obligation to not overpopulate the world, yes. to not have kids, and that uh-huh. it's a very selfish endeavor. So that was just an interesting conversation to have around um, in an apocalypse type situation when the human race is depending on children being born. Yeah. Do women have an obligation to populate the planet? Mm-hmm. And under what circumstances is that the case? We can go extreme Handmaid's Tale of like these women being like not forced into things, mm-hmm. which I mean, actually, that's quite an interesting discussion when we talk about Boomer's thing about there needing to be they love just, as the yeah, ingredient. Yeah. Um, or, um, you know, uh, is it does it have to be an opt-in thing? Like, is Starbucks being selfish and unfair here? Um, is it well within her rights to say no? Like, what what do we think about that? I mean, I just think it's an interesting conversation. Well, let's also remember that <laughs> in the first episode of the first season, or maybe it was the end of the mm. miniseries, actually, um, there was that whole speech mm. that Adama gave that was basically like, we need to find Earth and we need to have babies. Mm. So this is not, even though the Cylons and mm. the humans have different ways of thinking, they've kind of got similar perspectives. Well, absolutely. And, like, there's, like, what... 40 something thousand people yeah. left yeah i mean not that many from my perspective like um i had such a conflicting thing to think about because mm-hmm. i think that from the perspective of like i mean if you look at it from a utilitarian perspective um which is like the yeah i, I just think that from that perspective and from the sense of repopulating the world that if you can bear children you should bear children Starbuck does make a good point though that she's a pilot and actually I think she's been contributing in a lot of really amazing mm-hmm. ways as someone who's a fighter and a pilot mm-hmm. um it's such a difficult thing because like there is a part of me that's like of course like in a small population of people left there probably aren't that many um uh, children bearing women left yeah and it does feel like if you can bear children, you probably should bear children if you want the human race to continue to exist. But to come back to Sharon's point, yeah. I believe, like, if it was me mm. and I was one of 40,000 people and they were like, you need to have babies, and I had a partner and we were in a loving relationship, I'd be like, cool, yeah. all right, I get it. Yeah. But if I was single and I there wasn't, it was going to be like an artificial insemination mm. kind of thing or I was going to have to, like... I don't know, pair off with someone like that would be really absolutely a lot to take on. It's a lot. It would to be take very on. different. Like so, I think you know but Sharon's Starbucks idea not... of like there being love yeah. or whatever. Like as, as hokey as it sounds, like I think that if if you're paired off to a point with someone that you care about or that you've already mm. got in your life, then that's very different deciding to have a kid to save humanity or, or to populate or whatever than being like, you just need like to have a baby, Handmaid's however you style. do, we do. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would be like totally on board if it was kind of like I had a partner. You and, and it was sexual partner. Yeah. But mm. I think if it was like... The way that they're doing it in the farm is not okay. No. Um, especially because it is an inter... <laughs> racial species thing it's not really about that but i think that it does start an interesting conversation around the um the responsibility that you have yeah who's Um, whose agency is on like whose procreation is on who yeah you know and who owns the idea of like the need for procreation Mm. like is it the responsibility of the individual or the state 
Yeah, and I mean, I just think that's an interesting thing. And obviously, we've seen the mm. uh, the inverse of that happening in um, other countries where they have had policies on how many children mm-hmm. you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that our kind of dilemma at this point, until I don't know, there's nuclear warfare or something, <sighs> is that is that we, um, you know, there's a lot to be said. A lot of people have arguments to make that you shouldn't have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think it's really interesting. Uh, I think it, it'll be interesting to see how it develops over the course of the show. Cause, what would you do? Um, well, I mean, I want to have kids, which is why I said it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but I think that no, even but if- like if if you were in a, like not Starbucks situation, but like if you were in if you were like a pleb on one of the ships in the fleet, mm. and they were like everyone should be having babies, were you like I'm going to take that on, or would you be like mm, no? Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of like my personality is the kind of person that like if someone tells me what to do I usually just want to do the opposite mm-hmm. um but I mean no <laughs> <laughs> oh. same um, <laughs> um then but then once I decide to do something I'm like 150% in it um so I don't know it's really hard to say I mean I think that um it helps that I already want to have kids anyway and yeah. I, I especially think that if I was in a situation where I didn't feel like I could contribute much else that I would certainly be willing to do that um, whereas I think the argument Starbuck makes, which is pretty fair, is that she is one of the only like really decent fighter pilots left. Yeah. Um, and so in this circumstance, I think it's it's kind of a special case of like, yes. well, yeah, you can carry children, um, but you probably offer a lot more to you the fleet. You can't just carry children. Like, by teaching people like, how what, to be a pilot. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so I think that that probably that characteristic makes her more special. But I mean, that's the same thing that was faced by um, people who were drafted into war, mm-hmm. like Donald Trump, who, um, <laughs> who would like not go to war because they had something else to offer. And so I think that in this circumstance, it's probably fine for Starbucks to not have children based on yeah, that. I think so uh, maybe it would be her moral obligation to donate eggs. Um, yeah. Or something along the yeah, lines of that. That's a good idea. Who couldn't bear children. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, that's also a, a whole thing of like, um, I don't know. Like, yeah. See, I've never really thought like donating ground. eggs. Like, I don't know. I've never really viewed it in the same way as like having children of your own. Like, I know that it's like you're your DNA it's your genes mm. and it's actually a medi- quite a medical thing to take on yeah it is um, like my you mom shouldn't do it my mom donated kids. IVF mm. to I have like a essentially a half brother and sister mm. um, that my mom donated IVF for and like you know it was pretty rough like for her to do that because I she, thought about doing it you know, and they're like don't do it unless you've already had kids like yes. it's very so she had already had kids yeah. so you know that was good I guess but um because maybe because I grew up knowing like that I had this like these mm. kind of quasi siblings I've never really felt like if I had a friend that was like infertile and couldn't have children and I'd already had children I would like oh, I would absolutely too. look into that but I wouldn't like, look at it players. as being like my kids my kids yeah so I feel like if I, but I think was in, that's the thing that after you've had kids it's different it's yeah. different that's whereas true. I feel like if you haven't had kids and you're like you've whatever given up, like you're like yourself. whatever to a point and then you're like it's like the legally blonde like case of the man with yeah. the sperm who is yeah. given and it's like you know why these but you know it, it, it is that uh-huh. kind of like <laughs> I remember that scene it's yeah. a great scene it's a great scene yeah. <laughs> um oh it's forever um <laughs> but uh it's it's sort of that kind of thing where it's like if you haven't had kids and you don't want to have kids and then you're and obviously Starbuck has concerns around the history of assault and all mm. of that mm-hmm. um then it is it is complicated but I, I mean if I'm talking about it from like my moral compass perspective I don't think that she should have to carry a child no and I think that she has more I to agree. offer I absolutely so I think agree that if, if she was she could donate eggs then that would be a good thing that she could do Mm, absolutely and come on we want more starbucks in the world Mm -hmm. yeah well 
Are we done with themes? I think so. I didn't want to go into more than that. I mean, yeah, I just... No, I no, think... no. I'm not like... I'm not trying to um, I think push we, you along, but I was done. just going to say because on that note, my yeah. MVP was 100% Starbuck. Yeah. Who else would there be? I know. Like, I thought it was too basic, but then I was like, bitch, she was so She was so though. good in this episode. Mm. She deserves all the things. She does. She also was responsible for two of the three the three fracks nice. this episode. One was from Anders, meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had four Cylons. I don't count Centurions or mm. Toasters. Mm. So there was like the two Simons, the mm. Boomer, and the Six. Mm. Great. Yeah. Predictions. Yes. Yeah, I've got a few I can scratch now. We still don't know if Gator's gay. We still don't know we Deez's Cylon. Um, you said Starbucks and Anders are going to bang, which was correct. Yes. You wanted Zarek and Roslyn to get together, but that's not been confirmed or denied. It's going to happen in my fanfiction regardless. So, yeah, like, if it you're doesn't happen... you future irregardless. If it doesn't happen on, like, screen, it will happen. I will write my first fanfiction just because... Anya. Yeah. Um, Anya. You said Callie was going to go in the brig. I think, yes, that yeah, happened. That was easy, though. Tyrell's going to go on an emotional journey. He's on an yeah. emotional journey. I, I didn't predict Adama would go on an emotional no, journey. No, I would say Adama's on a bigger emotional he journey. Is. But then again, I think we just spend more time with him. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I'm going to get rid of the Tyrell one because I feel like, yeah, that's true. Mm. Do you want to add any predictions while we're mm. on it? No. What do you think is going to happen when, like, what's going to happen to, like, Sharon, Hilo, and Starbuck? Can you oh. see them meeting up with the fleet? Do you think they're ever going to get back to Caprica? Yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to... Surely they'll be in the fleet next episode. Or do you think they'll meet up with Cobol? Because, I mean, do you, they, surely they'll go to Cobol, right? Well, you can't ask me because I okay. can't spoil things for well, you. Well, I predict uh-huh. they'll go to Cobol. <laughs> you love it. You um, reckon they're going to go to Cobol? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to go back to the fleet. Um, well, they don't know where the fleet is, would they? Yeah. I think the fleet's jumped a bunch of yeah, times. Yeah, absolutely. I think Unless they'll go the to Cobol. Unless the fleet jumps back to where they were. Um, which makes the whole boomer thing less problematic because Tyrell and Adama won't be there but it will be interesting to see how Roslyn um, reacts mm. to Boomer mm. yeah yeah look I know the question that we're all asking is where's Billy now well yeah <laughs> I was so worried about Billy <laughs> also <laughs> Ellen Ellen yeah. Billy and Ellen I mean our, our favourites yeah. can't wait to see what they're up to mm. hopefully not next week which next episode will be season it will be episode 6 of season 2 uh-huh. it's called Home part 1 and then part we will one. be doing part two the following ep. Interesting. So we're yeah. not going to do it as a double. Well, I was going to say we should, but full disclosure, I'm going away again um, in about a month. How so I feel like we might need to stick to our regular time. Let's do schedule. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just loving drawing this out for you, obviously. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not. It's it's always the hardest with the two-parters. Yeah, Because it's like, it's always got that to be continued in the cliffhanger. And you're I like, know, why? I know. Well, you never know. We might surprise everyone. So we'll, we'll chat about what we're going to do mm. for the rest of this current season off air but um in the meantime uh you can follow us on twitter and insta at beers beats bsg and you can email us at beers beats bsg at gmail.com uh-huh. and you can even leave us a review and tell us what please you think please do please leave us reviews leave us a review any corrections great any ideas great yeah any five stars even better tell us who your mvp is i would yeah. love to know Mm. Yeah. Or beer suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, as you've seen, we can get beer from overseas now. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is this great one beer store. <laughs> There's a lot of American beer. <laughs> well, any beer suggestions, welcome. Yep. Until next time. Bye. Bye.